0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody.
1: Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in and being here with us on a Friday. As we talk about what's going on in sports, there are developments. As you just heard, the NBA has announced what they're going to be doing for this weekend. They have announced the games that will take place and the times they will take place. Utah Jazz uh, will play on Sunday. Uh, They will actually have the later game on Sunday on TNT. Uh, We'll have full coverage here as well, here on the fan but uh, the, there is a resumption of play. Uh, there's, there was some thought that maybe games would happen tonight, but that's not going to happen. Uh, teams needed some time to kind of get back in the flow a little bit and uh, prepare for uh, what's going on and get back uh, into uh, game preparations and things like that. Uh, it will be three games on the schedule on Saturday, and then there will be three games on the schedule on Sunday with the Jazz with the late one. At uh, six thirty on TNT. So we'll have pregame coverage starting at about six twenty here on the fan, and then tip off will be at six thirty with David Locke and full play-by-play coverage and post game, and all of that will be will be here on the fan. So uh, there is a, a kind of a breaking story with one of those other games happening on Sunday, and that is that Kristaps Porzingis has been ruled out for the rest of the series. Uh, for Dallas, a meniscus tear in his knee. And this is unfortunate. We're seeing some of the bigger stars for some of these other teams uh, being uh, have injuries and having to take themselves out. Damian Lillard for the Trailblazers left the bubble yesterday because of his bad knee. Uh, Aaron Gordon for the uh, Orlando Magic, he left because he's got some uh, uh, hamstring problems from what I understand so he won't be with his team when they take on the Bucks tomorrow afternoon at about 30. And now the latest is Chris Tapp's Porzingis, and it's a meniscus tear in his right knee, which was suffered in game one. So he played through the pain a little bit through some of the other games, but hasn't played the last couple. Um, so it's too bad when some of the big stars uh, get hurt and can't participate in these events. Um, Ajay, how much does that does that dramatically change the futures? Oh, and I guess I should also say that uh, Russell Westbrook, who has been out, is expected to be back uh, for their game for the Houston Rockets, and they just take on the Thunder Saturday afternoon at 4.30. So in light of the Damian Lillard, Kristaps Porzingis, Aaron Gordon exits, and then the Russell Westbrook return, which has the biggest impact
2: on their respective teams? Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's just a whole new dynamic. Look, with Russell Westbrook not in the game or not playing on the court, that's missing 12.5-plus assists. That's missing 25.5-plus points. That's missing 11.5-plus boards. That's what you're missing with Russell Westbrook not on the court. Add that together, and this series is probably, with all due respect to Oklahoma City and what Chris Paul has done, for this Oklahoma City Thunder team, this series is over, and Houston's getting ready for the second round. Uh, on the other hand, Chris Porzingis adds height. He adds a little bit of, uh, you know, he brings some talent to the perimeter as a big man, which as we've seen in this game now, the day and age, it it helps. Like, having a big guy who can shoot as well as Chris Taps can, who knows the game, and mean, him and Lucas together has been so wonderful to watch. It is almost pure poetry. Um, but, not only is Chris Stapps out, but Lucas is also—or excuse me, Luca—is also not even close to 100%. Like, not even remotely close to 100%. That's going to kill them big time right now. And so, I as as fun as it is watching Luca Doncic play, and one of the best players, and he's going to be one of the faces of the friend or faces of the NBA in three years. Honestly, um, this this series is probably over now because if PG 13 can get back into being PG 13. The Clippers should have no problem here uh, taking care of business and getting to the second round.
1: Well, I think another thing to consider here is that the Clippers uh, last night were one of the teams who voted, or I guess this was Wednesday night, um, That uh, uh, or was it last night? I've gotten all confused on what happened when. But anyways, the, the Clippers were one of those teams that voted as a team to continue to boycott the rest of the season, not just leave it at Wednesday, uh, not playing on Wednesday. Um, but to not play at all, um, and so, but obviously they they've changed their mind and they voted to continue as long along with everybody else. But uh, yeah, I wonder just how much their heart's going to be in it. If this is a team that they wanted to go home. They wanted to fold up shop and and uh, not participate in the bubble anymore.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We heard, like, so many different reports of how that all went down, didn't we? I mean, I think you brought this up yesterday. Like, there was four or five different reports that all said something different to an extent of exactly what happened and how it all worked out and what the intent was and and this, that, and the other. But, look, you're playing now. You're back in it. Like, you are playing basketball now, whether you want to be there or not. And if you don't want to be there, honestly, just forfeit the games. If you really don't want to be there, don't waste the NBA's time don't waste the Mavericks' time, the referees' times, and whoever is part of the essential staff there, don't waste their time. Turn around, go to Adam Silver and say, hey, we don't want to play. With all due respect, we don't want to play. And if Adam Silver is true to his statement, which he released this morning, I believe, uh, to uh, league executives, that, you know what, we are behind you, then he shouldn't have a problem with it. They'll go home. Mavericks move on. We're done. If, and everybody gets what they want. But the fact that they're still there, I think, honestly, and it would it would, almost do, it would almost kind of invalidate, no, I shouldn't say invalidate, but almost numb what Doc Rivers' comments were. They're still there. They have a platform. They still can speak. They still can talk. Um, and uh, I, I just, I feel like the Clippers need to be there. The NBA needs the Clippers to be there. Everybody is dying to see Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James in the Western Conference Finals, including the NBA. I don't know if that's rigged or not. We'll find out. But everybody wants to see them there. And you know what? You're there. Go battle it out. And you honestly have a you have a pretty nice road to get there. The Lakers, not so much. If they Assuming they take care of business against Portland tomorrow night, right? Or is that tonight? Or is that tomorrow night?
1: No, nothing is tonight.
2: Okay, so tomorrow night, the Lakers get Portland. Yes. Assuming the Lakers take care of Portland and Oklahoma City does their job, or I mean Houston does their job versus their Thunder, LA Lakers have gone an extremely tough road. Like, Russell Westbrook and James Harden are a much bigger pain than Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. A much bigger pain. And that team is well coached as well, and that series is going to be brutal for both teams, especially for the Lakers. So, uh, there's still a lot of storylines. There's still a lot of good basketball to be played. I think we should be excited by that. I think we should be, um, I know we we anticipate that college football starts this weekend. Like, a chance for the NBA to continue to be the highest platform in sports right now, but take advantage of it.
1: No, I totally agree with that. I think that um, the, with all the the anxiety, the angst, the uh, uncertainty with what's going on in the world, um, the, 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 a lot of the comments that I've been seeing from players is, and, and, and frankly, from other coaches or other executives in the bubble, is that uh, the, what happened with the the players getting together and having their meeting uh, gave them a chance to vent a little bit, but also to catch their breath. Uh, Now they did uh, some of the things that they did talk about is they wanted uh, action plans. They wanted more than just statements. Uh, And a lot of these NBA arenas that are owned and operated by the teams, the the same ownership that owns the teams, those facilities will be used as voting centers or places to drop off ballots. Uh, the Utah Jazz already were ahead of the curve on, on agreeing to do this. Uh, so other NBA teams are going to be following suit um, and uh, trying to do more to, to take action to help in the specific communities uh, that need help. Uh, so uh, and you know what? Also, I applaud Doc Rivers for calling the players out, saying, hey, how many of you guys are registered to vote? I bet there's probably not even 20% of you that are registered to vote. Uh and so calling them out saying you're all making messages you're, you're you're taking a stand you're you're doing this whatever but how many of you are actually taking steps to make a difference? How many of you are actually having something done? Yeah,
2: and that's the biggest point these, exactly. these players want change, right? They demand change, they demand that uh you know uh, things be fixed. They're as big of a part of it as any of us is to be able to help fix that. And he is exactly right. Coach Rivers is spot on. If you want it so badly, do something about it. Don't just talk about it. Go to a center, go to your own arena, and be a part of the voting process if you want it that badly. That is such a good point by Doc Rivers, I'm like you said, I'm thrilled that he brought it up
1: there's a lot of nba players who have great foundations charitable organizations who help out in a lot of different ways uh and so it would be irresponsible to paint them with this broad brush that none of them really care about their communities or none of them get involved in their communities that's really not true but um if if they're not taking these kinds of actions they come off as spoiled rich kids that want somebody else to take care of things, and they're not willing to do the hard work to take care of it themselves. So I appreciate somebody calling them out and saying, "I know you're doing some things in your communities, but let's let's keep moving this forward and challenge thing challenging them personally to be more involved and more engaged." So I appreciate that. Uh, sounds like you got the, the the discussions were were heated at times, um, but uh, sounds like they. Some of the reports are that they kind of went back and forth. Players were thinking one thing, and then they looked at the information. They heard the arguments. and They decided they moved a different way in their opinion. So I can appreciate that, and I can respect that. Um, and so the bottom line is that uh, the players agreed to move forward. They wanted to get together with uh, NBA executives and owners to talk about what specific plans can we do? What steps, concrete steps, can we take to uh, to take action rather than just having slogans on
2: on shirts and on the on the gym floor? So I appreciate that. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I kind of want to ask you and see if you feel any different today. How tough is it going to be? Now you got to get locked and loaded back into playoff mode, right? Now you got to get back to, hey, we are playing basketball, we have a chance to compete for an NBA championship, and we have a really, almost, for the most part, anybody who's leading in a series has a pretty good chance, an equal chance, to win an NBA championship. There's no home court advantage uh, if If Utah ends up playing the Clippers, well, if Utah plays Dallas, I think Utah ends up putting this thing in six. If Utah plays the Clippers, I think this thing goes six or seven. There's just so many equal chances in both conferences that it's anybody's game to win an NBA championship. How hard, though, is it, Eric, to go from social justice mode to seeing everything you've seen to now saying, all right, we got to turn our minds back, get ready to play basketball? Well, if I'm the Utah
1: Jazz, I'm thankful
2: that we don't play tomorrow. If I'm oh, Quinn absolutely. Snyder, I'm glad
1: that there's going to be games taking place and I have a little extra time to work with my guys to get them dialed back into basketball mode. Uh, if I'm the Bucks and the Magic who have to play at uh three thirty Eastern tomorrow, um,
2: you know, that's that's kind of a quick turnaround a little bit. Yeah, give them a day off. And it's interesting because Oklahoma City and Houston, or no, sorry, I mean Dallas and Mavericks play on Sunday night as well. Yes. So they've matched it out where, hey, look, you both have a chance to close out your series and then play on, if they play Sunday, I'd say they play Tuesday, right, round two, give or take most likely. Uh, Nothing is currently scheduled for Tuesday. See, and that's the other thing is they don't, but they, I they have to wait it out. Yeah, the... It, the schedules haven't really been updated beyond this weekend. Okay, so hypothetically, if they both win, Clippers and Jazz take care of game six on Sunday night. They would play Tuesday. I would guess if they go every other day, just turn around. Hey, look, we already got the series. right you know you're playing game one. Travel's round not two. an issue. Yep, game one, round two. Let's just play. I would imagine that it would be Tuesday.
1: I would think it could be Tuesday. They may push it off until Wednesday uh,
2: just because there was this disruption already. But, man, who knows? Yeah, and that's the other thing. Again, you're waiting for other series to be finished. Do you have the schedule for tomorrow night by chance? Yep. And what that looks like?
1: So the Bucks and Magic uh yeah, Bucks and Magic is at one thirty. Okay, they'll close that out. On ESPN. Milwaukee leads the series three to one. So that would complete the Eastern Conference
2: round one, right? Right, correct.
1: Okay. Then at four thirty on TNT, it's the Thunder and the Rockets. That series is tied at two apiece. And Russell Westbrook is looking like he will play. It'll be a minutes restriction, but the reports are in the scrimmage today that he looked explosive. Uh, and then the evening game is the Lakers and the Trailblazers, seven o'clock on TNT. Lakers lead the series three to one.
2: So there's a good
1: chance the Lakers will close out their series. The Bucks will close out theirs. Rockets and Thunder will still need to play another game, at, at least
2: at uh, two more, right? well the
1: one on saturday and at least one more so
2: you're looking at saturday monday and then depending on how that goes actually cuz they could play potentially playing three more games right if they if both If teams you include split, the
1: saturday game
2: if they play if they play saturday and monday and split those games there's a game 7 yeah and that That'd could extend be Wednesday. Dude, if you're the lakers
1: it could be a wednesday
2: you know what? if you're the lakers get this done get this over with and get it out of the way and just sit back relax drink a coke and and watch uh, these two teams just beat the crap out of each other. That's, I mean, really, that's your that's your mindset now, right? Because at Jazz, Eric, you talked about this two years ago. Like, the Jazz mindset should have been, let's get this over with and have seven. At least seven days to rest. Seven. To just relax, scout, and watch. And now you have to duke it out in game six on a Sunday night. Same night as Clippers do. And if Clippers win, it's, you have no resting advantage. You really don't. So, man, if you could get a win on Sunday night for the Jazz and have the Mavericks beat the Cliver, you are cheering for Dallas to go seven, and have that thing be just a dogfight through game seven, that would be the best-case scenario, honestly, because you know Denver's going to come ready to play Sunday night at 630. You absolutely know you're going to get everything from Denver on Sunday night. Oh, now. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. They're fighting for their lives. Stay alive. Um, Yeah, this this is going to be... I think the first game will be interesting. I think as it goes on, everybody else will get back into their flow. Um, they held this practices and scrimmages tonight. Uh, they're, they're going on. They're going to be ready for tomorrow. Thankfully, the Jazz have until Sunday. They have a little extra time. Um, and then we'll, we see what happens from there. But uh, for right now, the Utah Jazz... Uh, they will play Sunday at 6.30, as we said. Uh, pre-game for, for us here on The Fan will start at 6.20, and tip-off will be at 6.30. Uh, going out of the text messages, uh, a reminder, if you want to text into the show, I'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your questions about some of the news of the day. 435-339-0321. And we got a message from 5338 who says, don't care what the players demand. It's time the owners and other sports league consumers place demands on them. So, okay. Uh, uh, what demands would you would you place on uh, a player? Yeah, that's a good question. If I'm an owner of a, of a team, what would I demand of my players? In regards to social justice reform.
2: Yeah, what... Yeah, well, I mean, and I guess one of the ones maybe I put it's on that... and, it's, and maybe it's, it's not an accusation; it's an honest no, 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 question. No, 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 yeah, it's it's, insur- and it's I'd a love great you question to, too. to follow up on that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from five three three eight what, what what kind of demands he would put on the players from as it, from an owner's perspective, uh, and I think there could probably be some fair
1: ones. Well, and it says you know, and, and consumers. So, what as consumers, what could we demand of the players? I, I can think of one. One is that you. Uh, this uh, load management business goes away. If I'm going to spend my hard-earned money and travel to go to a game, which may be the only game I can go to in person, and bring my kids, and the star that I'm there to see is taking a night off just because he wants a rest, uh, you know that's really disappointing. Granted, I'm still going to enjoy the game because uh, it's not just one player. There are some people who out there they only like one player. They don't get into the whole team concept. But um, I don't know. I'd be one for me. But that's you know.
2: What about? I don't think the, that's
1: part of this whole discussion.
2: What about the finish? What you started? Like, look, we got you in the bubble. We we're giving you a platform to speak. We're allowing you to. Uh, we're allowing you to post. Um, you know whatever you want about social justice, but we expect you to finish what you started. You wanted to play in the bubble. You're playing in the bubble. Don't threaten to go home. If you're going to play, you play. That's what you're here for. And that's what we're paying you for. Well, I mean, is that, that's fair, isn't it? That's fair. You can't just sit there and be like, uh, well, I don't want to play anymore because of it. No, no. You have a platform to speak, man. We're giving you a platform to speak. You don't need to go home. You can play and still have a statement here. You still have a voice. I That's one of my I, I put out there. Uh,
1: 9315. When and who is the first college football game and how does the NBA and social... Just. Justice. <laughs> oh, oops. Justice affected. <laughs> Sent two texts. Oh, okay. So... When in Case. when and who is the first college football game? Tomorrow. Who's playing? And how does the NBA and social justice affect it?
2: Okay, so uh, first game I believe is tomorrow, Eric. And I think it's like Central Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see here. Nope, it's... Uh, oh. Isn't it North Dakota or something? No, we got a good one. It's uh, Austin P versus Central Arkansas on ESPN. Oh, that's right. 7 p.m. And then Thursday next week, it's Central Arkansas. Are you kidding me? Central Arkansas plays Saturday, then plays Thursday on back-to-back weeks. Southern Alabama and Southern Miss are also on Thursday, and then next Saturday we get into the meeting of the potatoes of the whole entire thing. East Kentucky, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Army, SMU at Texas State. Still crappy games. The only good games is I and I hate to say this is on Labor Day, and that's BYU at Navy, 6 p.m. start on ESPN. That's the only good game I see. Boy, is there some big college football news going on right now. Good heavens.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, there is some college football news. Let's talk about that after this timeout. Uh, big Ten is in the news. <laughs> it, can their plan work? Could that work for something like the Mountain West? Uh, how legitimate could that be? And if you can play when they're proposing to play, why couldn't you play sooner than that? We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press.
0: Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. <laughs>
2: Her friend is back. In I, wondered, I was going to say something. I was like, nope, mics are always hot.
1: We've, we've missed the little side conversations that pop up like unannounced. Just
2: hey, whoa, hey, oh, <laughs> hey, What's hey, uh, Eric. With with basketball getting back to uh, getting back to resumption of play, um, basketball, NBA, oh, basketball. NBA. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, NBA. Are you excited? Just are do you look forward to the way they scheduled it? Do you like the way they scheduled? Saturday and Sunday's games. Well, I do because the Jazz are finally an evening broadcast. Yeah, a, yeah, that's actually true. Yep.
1: So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I think that'll be. Uh, it, it's been a great series. I mean, it makes sense to put the Jazz in the later one because it have been some really great battles and some really good one on ones between Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. Now, the the later game tomorrow night. Uh, it's the Lakers. They're always in the later game. I think it would have been better to put the Thunder and the Rockets in there because that's yeah. been a great battle. And that's what Russell people Westbrook really want to see. Russell coming back his old
2: team. I think there's more storylines there. But yeah, it's the Lakers. And they get a draw. Hey, I was talking to somebody today. Uh, they brought up the point of the NBA hasn't been as exciting because it hasn't been as intense. You don't see. You know, it, it just seems so chillax. There's no arguing. There's no bickering. You don't see the crowd urging on players one way or another, and so you've seen less intensity. Do you agree with that?
1: Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I think that having a hostile home crowd like probably gets your your fringe guys amped up more, and they're usually the ones who, who maybe have an extra hard foul or mm-hmm. set an extra hard screen or you know, argue uh, and uh, play the role of the brute squad sometimes, <laughs> but I've I've enjoyed these playoffs because I think there's been some amazing individual performances. Uh, everybody's familiar with the gym. There's no travel. They're well rested, and so it's I, I've enjoyed it. I'm surpri- I'm kind of surprised that the numbers are down on the on the ratings yeah. because these have been some fantastic, fantastic games.
2: games. What? Uh, who do you think benefits from the rest more? Kind of an odd question, but Jazz or Nuggets? Because I felt like the way Game 5 ended, Eric, Donovan was pissed. Quinn was definitely pissed. Uh, Rudy was not happy. Uh, just the comments coming from those guys in postgame was, and, and Quinn consistently said it was, we're going to be ready for Game 6. We will be ready. Does it take the fire off now off the Utah Jazz that we now won't play until Sunday instead? I think it's the other way around. I I think it it
1: blunts the momentum that Denver may have built with that one game. I I think having a chip on your shoulder is going to carry. I think the the positive feelings and the excitement of winning that game have been eviscerated after everything else that's happened over the last few
2: days. Hmm, interesting. So,
1: uh... I would be more nervous if I were Denver because of the <laughs> momentum that I felt like maybe I was building in game five is gone. And the yeah. Jazz are still going to come into this game upset and angry and want to close <laughs> this thing out.
2: I can't wait for game six. I can't wait to preview that game. Uh, but first, I guess we got some college football. Like, Big Ten is on this backpedal like no other. So,
1: <laughs> we all know there's been a lot of controversy with the Big Ten, <laughs> that there was a. Uh, an alleged vote to, uh, to to postpone football. But then when they were pressed on, well, who voted? What was the vote? Who voted what way? And then they kept hedging their bets. Well, we were all discussing it and everyone was on board. Well, the Nebraska folks and the Iowa folks are saying, we weren't on board. We weren't <laughs> really happy with this. So it's been a, a, a just a major mess for for the last month. As other power conferences, excluding the Pac-12, are moving forward, they're finding ways to still practice football and play football and do testing and and uh, manage the you know who gets into the arena and things
2: like this. Rick, before we go any further, can I just ask you really quickly? Do you agree with the parents getting involved?
1: <sighs> I thought that was a little funny, um, but. I mean, the from a player's perspective, it's kind of hard because there's no players' association, there's no union. Yeah, they're young men who don't have you know big business backgrounds or legal backgrounds, so they don't have the influence like they thought they sh- they probably should have. Um, but getting the player the parents involved just kind of sounds like you know helicopter parenting. Um. But uh, at the same time, you know, they're, they're applying some pressure and trying to get some justifications. And so now the latest deal is that there's, there are some sources that are suggesting that the Big Ten is discussing starting their season Thanksgiving weekend. Instead of playing in the spring, they're proposing a late fall and then early winter schedule. And to, to do that so it doesn't too bad or, or too, in too much of a negative fashion affect the following season. But here's my question. If you can play and start your season the weekend of Thanksgiving, why can't you start your season in September? What's, what's magical about late November compared to late September even? That's what I don't understand. Part of it, maybe you could, you know, the, the, the students are going to be going home and they won't really be on campus late November and through December, maybe even that first weekend of January. So maybe you get four or five, six weeks at the most of a schedule in before students are back on campus. But you're right in the middle of flu season, you're going to be in sub zero temperatures in a lot of those places in the Big Ten country
2: that's gonna be really hard to pull off see that's the thing I think about is just the weather I mean if you start Thanksgiving weekend oh and I've I've been to Ohio lived there for two years you've got you've got Ohio State which isn't too friendly when it comes to winter Michigan definitely isn't too friendly uh Indiana's pretty brutal Wisconsin's really brutal Minnesota's Minnesota in yeah but is that an indoor place still no. so it's an outdoor place now yeah yeah see that's a big problem. Uh, it's just, there's no, there's no way you can make that work weather-wise. And now, and I, granted, if they don't, and with that, you can't have fans. Like, I just, in a flu season like that, in the middle of the flu season, I guess, or start of the flu season, you can't have fans at those games if you're going to start then. That's too tough.
1: Uh, Apparently, uh, there were eight Nebraska players who did file suit yesterday, who did file a lawsuit against the conference. Oh boy! We know that the, the Nebraska program specifically has been very hot on this uh, this whole
2: topic. So, would the lawsuit go away if they decide to play? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, like if they, if they decide to play, then there's no need for the lawsuit because you're playing. The question is, and I think you just answered this already, Eric. If How many games are they thinking they would go? Did you, did you say that already? I understood. How many games are the Big Ten think they could handle? Just like a full conference schedule? And then when would that end? Uh, Yeah, I didn't say that. I'm trying
1: to see. It would be a conference-only schedule.
2: Okay, so you're looking at maybe eight, nine, nine games maybe then? And... Nine weeks, what, you're looking at, like, Christmas Day and based on when other games would happen around the country. So you're just playing a conference-only schedule and that's it then? And what is the aftermath? Do you have... Here's the other thing.
1: We're talking about weather. Yes. Uh, There are a couple of indoor stadiums in the Big Ten footprint that are NFL stadiums. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Ford Field in Detroit, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. So uh, Barry Alvarez apparently is saying that uh, uh, a, a winter season is where they're they're focused, and they would use they would try to use those venues to make it happen. So that's three venues that helps with six teams on any given Saturday. I guess the teams that are. Uh, not in as cold weather situations. Like, Maryland will be fine. Huh. I wouldn't worry about Maryland as much as I would many Minnesota. But, I mean, you have to uh, transport your, your games. Your home games are going to be at some NFL stadium miles and miles away. If, maybe it's that the versus the alternative, which is no games at all. So,
2: maybe it's worth it. Who, and did I read something that they're discussing a the second Rose Bowl game?
1: <laughs> I did hear something about that.
2: That's that's ludicrous. That takes the value of the Rose Bowl game away.
1: Why do you? How are you going to do two Rose Bowl games?
2: Yeah, that that doesn't make. That's ludicrous to me. Like, how you and again, it, I know it's the Big Ten and they are one of the um, sole well, representatives of the Rose Bowl, but come on now.
1: What if the Big Ten starts their season in uh, late November, Thanksgiving weekend, and they're done in early February? Yeah. But the Pac-12 doesn't start until February. You're going to do a Rose Bowl like three months after your season wrapped up? And who
2: gets invited? Like if the Pac-12 decides to go conference play, they start in February, and it's like first, second week of March. does Does Ohio State say, okay, uh... We want to play Utah University. I mean, how do you how do you fix that? That's the other. I mean, that's a big problem. Yeah, how do you think the Pac-12 feels right now? Like the Big Ten's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get back to playing football. We're gonna make something happen. The Pac-12's like, great. So we're just hanging out by our lonesome selves and look like the idiots. Well, so of the what, whole plateau. What about
1: the other uh, group of five conferences that aren't playing? Yeah, does the Mountain West are they looking at what the Big Ten is doing and say? Maybe we could pull that off, too. Thanksgiving weekend, conference only schedule. The difference is the Mountain West doesn't have the luxury of indoor NFL arenas in your footprint.
2: Well, Las Vegas is there. They have that stadium. Yes, that's true. Idaho's... St- well, you don't have a game in Idaho, though. Uh, golly, yeah. What would you do, man? Because you're right. You don't have... and this. Well, okay, so here's crazy. I know. This is stupid. But if you have indoor practice facilities, <laughs> you play a game there, you just got to put markers oh. down, and you have no fans.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Essential staff only. That is it. A, f- a full-on football game in a practice facility. I'm, I I know, it sounds crazy, but what if it's indoor? <laughs> I think Boise State has one. Utah State has Are they has a full one. 100 yards? Because some of them aren't f- a full 100 yards. I think Utah State's is. I don't know about Boise State. I would imagine it is for how much money those guys have. Uh, I don't think Wyoming has one. I know Colorado State does. It's huge, and it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, we got, what, three out of nine teams? <laughs> but Air Force doesn't have one, I believe. Oh, ours is only 80. Thanks, Tyler. Ours is only 80. Okay, I didn't okay, think hey, it was a full okay, 100. Okay, let's play arena football then. <laughs> arena. Football. Uh, let's play some arena football. That's cool. Oh, <laughs> I, I I know I'm stretching it, but all right. And and here's the thing: maybe you can't do the maybe you can't do the indoor thing, Eric. Maybe the only thing you can do about it is just play outdoors. Maybe you do double headers
1: at uh, in Las Vegas. Oh, you have an early game. In a late game. In a late game. But that only fits four teams in, right? Yeah, that's true. It only helps four teams. But then your 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 warm weathers places, they don't need to go in there. So the Las Vegas is your designated home team for Boise State, Wyoming, Utah State, Reno. <laughs>
2: Everybody else can play outdoors. You know what? Let's just play on the moon. Since we're thinking about it, there's no <laughs> there's no weather issues on the moon. Uh, Moonball. we go back to Moonball. Moonball. There you go. We'll get, play with the moon rock. Get Elon Musk on board. Show me the rock. It's charter and rocket. Oh, man. Dude, their instant replays would be phenomenal. And you know what? You would have no problem. With missing a call because everything would be slowed down immensely, <laughs> so you would know if he got his foot in bounds. Oh. You could absolutely see him getting his foot in bounds. That'd be phenomenal. I I like it, I, dude. I just the thing is, is like, hey, the Mount West call conference canceled too early, dude. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're still in the same state, like we're still in the same situation. I don't know if things improved enough by now that you could say, yeah, we can play a season. It's I'm not incredibly optimistic unless I'm missing something here, Eric. Uh, 9315
1: texts in, says, Why would the Big Ten not start at least in October? That helps
2: of weather. And you
1: fit conference games in easily and plenty of time to get cured.
2: You know, you're right. Honestly, there are so many things with the Big Ten because they have the facilities, they have the... Do I dare say money? I don't know if money is yeah, good. Yeah, sure they do. Um, but they have everything you need that they should have been starting in October. They are so late on this. It is stupid, ridiculous. It is a bad job by the Big Ten. It's a, and I know the chancellors and presidents make that final decision. Um, but to all of a sudden retract what you do. Like once you make a decision, stick with it. And that's what the Mount West Conference has done. Kudos to them. But for the Big Ten, you're a Power 5 conference. You look like an idiot right now. Like an absolute mess.
1: Well, Ajay, I reserve the right to change my mind. If I get additional information or I hear a uh you know persuasive argument that
2: that I hadn't considered before, I think the, the Big Ten should have that right as well. But here's the thing is you just said two key words, or three key, or whatever it is, considered before. How are you this powerful and not considered all the options in your book? How have you not like reached outside the box, like you are the Big Ten? How have you not considered Anything and everything like the SEC did, ACC did, and Big 12 did. Heck, even BYU did for crying out loud. How are you gathered with all these powerful, smart people, quote-unquote, and didn't consider everything? Because if you would have, you'd probably be playing football next Saturday.
1: I think one of the, the things that has caused a lot of their these these people to, to, to pump the brakes on this mm-hmm. is not that – any young person that gets it are necessarily at risk because the risk level for a young, healthy male is very low. Now, your offensive linemen, your defensive linemen who carry more weight, there are higher risks for them. Uh, but the the other thing that's a real concern is the, uh, the l- uh, long-lasting effects on the heart, this myocarditis. I'm not even sure if I pronounced it right. <laughs> but uh, that is – that is a concern and continues to be a concern for uh, those that uh, are, are watching how this uh, this disease can affect people and what the long term effects of it are, especially these young athletes. Uh, by the way, I want to do since we're talking football, quick score update: Mountain Crest Mustangs—they are tearing it up. They're already up twenty-two to nothing. Now their game—you may be hearing this and thinking I'm confused. No, the Mountain Crest game started at 4 o'clock. Uh, instead of the traditional 7 o'clock kickoff, they're up in Rexburg taking on b- the Bonneville Bees, and our good friend A.J. Knight is calling the play-by-play right now
2: on 107.7 FM. He's fun to listen to. Like, he did such a great job of giving you a visual of everything going on like, just from him calling the game on the radio. It's He's phenomenal. We I can't imagine talent.
1: how excited he is calling touchdowns right now. <laughs> he hasn't had a, hasn't had many opportunities to call touchdowns the last year and
2: a half. Jeez. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, that shots fired. <laughs> well, just Mountain Crest offense has struggled a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. A lot of. Okay. Now yeah. look, they made
1: some good adjustments last year and they played really well in the region. But uh, it was mostly about the strength well, of their no, defense. Well, hold
2: on. Yeah, I was going to say their defense played really well in the region. Their offense still was not too hot. Let's let's be clear there. Hey, speaking of shots fired, did you hear about Tom Brady's comments today? So he was talking about, like, because they're pumping crowd noise in Tampa Bay to kind of get him used to having crowd noise without fans there and whatever. And he's like, yeah, it kind of sounded like the RCA Dome, the old old Colts place when I used to play there. <laughs> I was like, jeez. <laughs> okay, we I mean, we've, we've been known for some pretty sketchy stuff on our end, too, here in Patriots land. Don't be taking shots at people. It's a random shot, really random shot, but I'm just saying. No, but good for Mountain Crest, Eric. Glad to see them uh, putting some points on the board Hopefully, I'll give them confidence in their offense before they get to Region 11 play. Because as we both know, this region is very good at putting points on the board in a very quick manner.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fun, exciting region when it gets rolling. Uh, you brought up Tom Brady. Here's some Tom.
2: You know, just trying to continue to listen and learn to the, certainly the guys on my team and the guys that I connect with and, um, you know, do as much as we can to help things going forward. What are you laughing at? What is that? Just there's some Tom for you. Just thought hey, I'd drop in some by the Tom way, Brady. Okay, you and Ethan don't agree with me on this and shame on you. Those Patriots are gonna lose okay, if I put the the over under on losses for Tampa Bay at three and a half, you would say what?
1: I would take the over.
2: How? That's a tough division. No, that's no. You, you you like that is a really good division they're in. They're going either fifteen and no, fourteen and two. Or sixteen and zero. They're either. I mean, the what the one loss or two losses would come to New Orleans. And New Orleans is going to be monsterly tough, really hard. Dude, Ethan says they're going to lose five to six games. Are you serious? <laughs> are you what a fetch? No, they're going fourteen and two. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Or sixteen and zero. They are that good. They're so. I mean, they are loaded offensively. Okay, that's great. But their defense isn't at the
1: same still, level. Uh,
2: no, their defense was good. Their offense, led by Jameis Winston, the All Pro quarterback, couldn't get him anywhere. And they put their defense in continual bad positions. In fact, Derek, their defense. Here's a stat for you: was ranked all. Uh, was it third to last in the NFC in starting position for their opponent's offense on the field? That sucks. Like. You you stop their uh, you know you stop their offense and then Jameis Winston goes out there and throws a pick on the first play so then the offense gets the ball back on like the ten yard line that's horrible with an offense led by Tom Brady Rob Gronkowski OJ Howard Mike Evans and a good running game that team is going to put up points in a huge manner. This I think they'll be in a lot of games. Sure, or be in a lot of games. But I I oh put
1: their losses at uh, oh jeez. And around four or five. Tom Brady. I think they'll be a great
2: team, him. but I still think they'll have like four that or is five nuts losses. Drugs. <laughs> Fourteen and two or sixteen and zero. You're to hear first. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> uh We're calling another time out here on the <laughs> full court press. We will get uh, more updates on what's going on in the NBA, college football, uh, how it's spilling over into other leagues. There are more updates on the uh, the the situation with Real Salt Lake. Because more things happened after we got off the air. Oh, yeah. Last night. So we'll get into that as well coming up on the Full Court Press.
0: It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Eric Franson, Aj Salvison, thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Friday. We got a lot of high school football games going on tonight. One going on tomorrow. One actually underway right now. Mountain Crest Mustangs taking on the Bonneville Bees. The game being played in Rexburg at Madison High School, and uh, looks like the the Mustangs are jumping out early on these guys.
2: Yeah, how about that? Putting up a little bit of offense. I'm not sure what clicked in them all of a sudden. But it's good to see him putting up some points on the board. Desperately needed. Again, this Region 11 can, can score in so many ways and are so good. And Mount Crest seems to be, like last season, Eric, they fell behind um, the offensive output really quickly. Their defense kept them in almost every single game. And any wins, I'd give him credit to their defense. So uh, hopefully this can bring some consistencies to get ready for Region play here in a couple weeks. Full play-by-play coverage of the Mountain Crest Mustangs going
1: on right now. On one hundred and seven point seven FM.
2: So, if you dude, wanna- that guy's calling his second back-to-back game alone. That's that's brutal. And, and, and <laughs> poor AJ, he's calling you know, two so, games
1: alone, and he has to thing. have drive lo- far distances okay, for both. Here's of the
2: them. thing, though. I've got a little bone to pick with AJ right now, and this sounds a little bit personal, but whatever. I went to him and I was like, AJ, man, you do really good. You sound really well on the air, man. It's been fun to kind of let you. He's like, well, I hope so. I'm the only one calling the game. I'm like, what the fetch, man? I'm complimenting you. <laughs> oh, well, I'm the only one calling. Who else? I'm like, okay, you know what, sir? I'm done complimenting you now. You've lost all privileges. Uh, but, no, he does a great job. AJ's fun to listen to. I miss doing games with him, but uh, I want to turn my uh, focus and attention back to doing the show with you. And, and Matt Adams, when he's with him, does a great job as well. Those two together are, are a fun pair.
1: Yeah, so he's calling that game tonight, going on right now up in Pocatello. Skyview plays tomorrow. Box Elder bees—they play tomorrow up there as well. Mm-hmm. Box Elder plays tomorrow at four. Skyview plays uh, tomorrow at seven. So we'll have that here. Uh, pre-game at six forty-five. John Balgini—not John Newbold, but John Balgini—will actually be calling the, the play-by-play for us uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, a lot of other games going on tonight. We'll get to those. Here in just a moment, uh, after this quick timeout, here on the Full Court Press.
0: Doesn't matter who you root for, the Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
1: It's a busy Friday night in football around the area. You already got Mountain Crest involved right now on 107.7 FM. Uh, later on tonight, it's Bear River versus the other Bonneville. That game will be at Bonneville. Uh, Skyview, as we mentioned, they play tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on this station. The Bear River game, by the way, will be on 104.9 in Box Elder County. Green Canyon, they're on the road. They're at Stansbury. That'll be on 100.9 FM. Logan is at Cypress on our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Uh, Ridgeline, their home opener against Farmington. That's going to be a good one. That could be a really interesting one to watch. Really, it's the only home game this week um, because Mountain Crest is also on the road. But uh, beyond those teams in Region 11, you also have the Preston Indians at home. Taking on Shelly. Uh, and then uh, Bear Lake is at Rich. Some of the other games that are going on that we're paying attention to. Uh, Side, they're at Firth. Malad, they're at Lyman, Wyoming. Uh, you can see all these games. Make your picks at cvpick'em.com in our Preps Pick'em Contest where we're going to be giving away $100 to the, uh, Lockyer 42 for whomever gets the, the best overall picks and, and maybe even comes down to the tiebreaker. Uh, for this week. Awesome contest powered by the Logo Shop, your Booster Club headquarters for competitive club teams, high school teams. Really appreciate their sponsorship of this uh, contest, which we did last year, had a lot of fun doing, and we're doing it again this year. So get in there, make your picks, uh, and uh, if you don't get it in in time for this week, make sure you get it in time for next week, where next week, I understand, it's going to be
2: $100 to the Cater Shop. That's awesome. So always a That's great so prize Cool every week. Yeah, big thanks to Logo Shop and McDonald's, Dr. 42, just in in the cater shop and everybody involved. Uh, What a fun activity it is to be a part of. And and people love it, too. They love the little competitiveness and the the chance to win a prize. You can never say no to that. Uh, If you're
1: curious about what games are on what stations or how to follow along, you can go to cashvalleydaily.com. In the menu bar, there's a drop-down for sports. And then you'll see local uh, high school sports. And that's where you'll see the full schedule that we have there. So all the teams in Region 11, we have all their games that are listed, what radio stations they're on, and a link to listen live on your mobile device, on your home desktop, so you can stream it even if you're not in the area. So uh, if it's a road game and you're on the road with the team and you still want to listen to see what's going on or check in with other games, that's how you can do it. Pretty simple. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, uh, the latest in college football and the NBA, plus Real Salt Lake, some more stuff in the news with that team and their owner.
3: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We've learned a lot of things with the NBA bubble, but one of the biggest takeaways is how it's revealed a human side to these professional athletes. On the court, the best players are in total control. Off the court, they're a lot like us, sometimes scared, sometimes angry, often confused. It's no surprise they don't have all the answers for how they want to address social issues. These are difficult topics with no easy solutions. A couple of days ago, the Clippers star Paul George admitted he was feeling depressed and isolated in the bubble. You might say that he doesn't have the right. Well, he's made so much money. He's got a great life. So many people are struggling financially. But again, beneath the athletic prowess and the fame, and the million Instagram followers, you can see the struggles on these players' faces. As the sports world tries to figure out the next steps in organizing social protests, probably worth remembering that just because they might act like Superman, they're just as human as everybody else. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.